All right, ladies, welcome to week seven. We are a bit light on content this week. Um, A couple folks out of the office. I'm a bit under the weather, uh, but we are not stopping uh, this pod train we're on. We've got the fastest two minutes. We'll look at some of the trades, both in the NFL and the NFFL. Uh, Niners are on a hot streak. Really, what's going on with Mahomes and the Chiefs? And, oh, God, the Cowboys are real pretenders. Uh, We'll look back at week six. Gabe is on once again talking about studs and duds. I'll quickly preview week seven. Uh, Jake is going to take a look at very, very good kicker, Matt Prater. And then we have a short, fun interview for you with Will Fuller. All right, let's get to it. For our fastest two minutes, we have a handful of huge stories from this past week. Alex is an absolute trade machine. He pulled off two this week, and the first one was between himself and Gabe, Zach Ertz for T.Y. Hilton. Um, Alex was quick to mention Ertz was on the trade block, and no less than probably 10 minutes later, that trade had been executed. I truly think Ertz has the higher ceiling, but Alex wasn't having it and feels good about Mark Andrews. Now Gabe just gets better. That's a major eye roll. The second happened Tuesday a.m. after Alex shot out another cry for help, saying, I have six startable running backs. Sure, dude. And he sent 49ers tandem backup uh, Tevin Coleman to Matt Dolan for his fourth-round keeper, Juju Smith-Schuster. I believe that's the second keeper that's been shipped off uh, this season. Um, It's really debatable about who won this particular trade. I think Juju has huge big play potential but really hasn't done much with third-string quarterback Devlin Hodges. Um, Coleman definitely has upside being part of the explosive rushing attack, um, one of the most explosive rushing attacks in the NFL. Uh, more trade news. The Jacksonville Jaguars have shipped Jalen Ramsey to the new uh, the Los Angeles Rams for a 2020 and 2021 first-round pick, as well as a 2021 fourth-rounder. Uh, the Eagles and Gabe are big mad. Uh, let's let's hear a little bit more about that. The other thing I wanted to bring up here, obviously the Eagles secondary is not good. They need a lot of help. They want Jalen Ramsey, right? If you're the Eagles, would you trade a first-round pick to get Jalen Ramsey, but you also have to take Nick Foles? Hmm. Yeah, I'd or like two first round picks, I guess. In that case, I think they want Nick Foles. Although Carson Wentz is playing well, and none of this, like he was good today. And well, he threw a bunch of he threw a few interceptions. I think I think he had three interceptions. But I still don't like when your defense plays that bad. It's kind of hard to blame anything on the quarterback because the quarterback has to press so much to try to keep you in it. But yeah, I'd do that. Just get Nick Foles because Carson Wentz he, he hasn't made it through a full season, so why not give it a shot. But I, I would, if I were the Eagles, I would trade for Jalen Ramsey just because he's the type of guy that can make everything better just by him being able to lock down one guy. And then now you don't have these guys getting picked on. Just, I mean, I think it was the second quarter when the Vikings just were like, we're just going to pick on their secondary. And just, they, they had plays that guys were wide open, that Diggs was wide open. I think he had two 50, 50 yard plus touchdowns, which doesn't happen in the NFL all that often and it looked like a college game broke out so yeah i'd do it i would do it this is classic philadelphia sports fan too because they're they're one city that when they get linked to a player they talk about that player as if he's already on the Eagles. right like 
Philadelphia Eagles fans right now are talking more about Jalen Ramsey and the impact that he will have on their next game if he's their quarterback than the guys that are still on the team right now. Right, and if if they don't get him, then they'll send like a bunch of hate mail to his house and call him an asshole and a scumbag because he didn't get traded to the Eagles, which he has no control (laughs) over. You quit on us before you joined. You didn't want to win a championship? You didn't want to go down Broad Street? Come on, bro. Uh, We don't want the San Francisco 49ers are 5-0 and after stomping the Todd Gurley-less Rams. Um, the Niners' D is unstoppable and also very fun to watch. Our running game is unmatched, uh, but to be perfectly honest, Jimmy G has looked like a serious weirdo, um, incredibly inconsistent. I mean, he's won 13 of 15 games that he started. Uh, he continues to win, whether it's in San Francisco or New England. He doesn't really play like an elite quarterback such as Joe Flacco. Um, I guess that really goes to show you defense is really what wins championships, and our defense is absolutely incredible. Uh, My NFC champ prediction is really looking good on one side. Um, Dallas Cowboys are obviously going in the other direction. Um, And kind of talk a little bit about that. The Jets are finally in the win column against my NFC champ prediction. Uh, The Cowboys, what's going on, Alex? Um, Alex, any ideas here? I know you are the leader of the hashtag tank for Tua. Um, really makes me think, is Dak done in Dallas? We're about to give him $40 million a year. Um, you know, everyone's really excited about his hot start. Even Jerry Jones has started to admit that Cowboys aren't part of the NFL elite. Uh, really makes me question if Jason Garrett even makes it through the entire season. Um, a lot of people like to give him claps or, or call him the clapper. Um, I think a lot of people will be celebrating if he gets, uh, gets fired. Uh, I'm really not sure he uh, survives the entire season. Then my last story is all around the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Really makes me think what's going on with him. Uh, But I think if you really dive into the data, it's more so what's wrong with the Chiefs' defense against the run. Um, Football is all about time of possession, and the secret to beating the Chiefs is really to run the ball and keep Mahomes and company off the field. Uh, It's been increasingly easy and easier for the Chiefs' opponents, considering Kansas City struggles, uh, really stopping the rushing attack. The Colts ran the ball 45 times for 180 yards, Texans 41 carries for 192 yards, and even the Woley Lions that the referees hate, a team whose rushing attack has been pretty dormant uh, since Barry Sanders' retirement, was able to move the ball on the ground for 186 yards at 5.5 yards a clip. All right, boys, looking back at next week, Matt had a rough one. He went 1-4, you're 16-14 and 14 through five weeks, 17-18 um, and 18 overall through six. Um, he, as I mentioned, he got one of the five matchups correct. Uh, let's go through them. Uh, Green Eggs and Cam, myself, beat out defending booty champion, Dan's Kamara Sutra, um, Ertz Daddy. I'm just gonna go with Ertz Daddy instead of Ertz and Daddy. That's game's new uh, team name. Beat out Return of the Mac, 116 to 103. Um, no use for a name. That's Brooks. Beat out um, SC Top 10, 108.1 to oh god, Gabe or uh, Jake, 57.1. That's rough. Julian Edelman was your number one scorer with 11 points. 
Um, Dirty Bird, that's Tommy, the first place guy in our league, put up a 149.4, almost doubled injury report. Uh, and then Mahomes, where you make it, beat out our commissioner, armchair quarterback, 90.2 to 77.5. That's rough, Matt. You're on a four-game skid. Hope you get it uh, turned around this next week. All right, Gabe, I believe we're live. Awesome. How are you, man? Dude, I'm doing great. How are you? Very well. well welcome to week seven. Uh, I know this is seven pods in a row for you. Uh, that is a new NFFL record. Congrats. I mean, it's as many as you have had and Matt Dolan has had, but I'm, I'm happy to be in such good company. Jake, too. Don't forget about him. Oh, that's right. Damn, it's okay. So like half the league. <laughs> exactly. Um, obviously, we've got studs and duds this, duds this week, uh, but I wanted to start it off. You had both a great week and a really bad week. Your Explain Eagles lost. Yourself. Oh, dude. We, it's been a tough one. I mean, as, as an Eagles fan, all we ever get to do when we lose is just point the finger and laugh and say, oh, well, at least Cowboys lost too, right? And then that's, that's how true. we pretend like we're not just dying inside dude that was really that was really freaking hilarious they lost to the jets the winless jets unbelievable yeah they're not winless anymore though because that's how bad the cowboys are you feeling good about this sunday i guess you guys have sunday night football eagles cowboys yeah i have a hundred bucks on that game so it better turn out right or i'll be double depressed Tell me a little bit about this uh, this new team name you have, Ertz and Daddy. <laughs> you know, dude. I, I mean, I, I know you got Zach Ertz, but I was like, dude, I don't get it. <laughs> dude, it's just Ertz is back home with Daddy where he should be. You know, we sent t- uh, T.Y. off to Alex to go live with his dad. And this is the way it's supposed to be. And it, it was hard to keep a team name when Tyreek comes out and he has hell of a week. And I was like, shit, he ain't even on my team, so... There's got to be a change here. That's fair. I mean, uh, we've got team members that change their names uh, every season, sometimes a little change up during the year. Um, I added in a green eggs and no Cam, as I uh, have relegated Cam Newton to uh, college again since he's trash. Um, but yeah, it's all good. I just had no idea what that meant. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, thank you, Alex, for that great trade. Um, if you guys noticed, I've been struggling with tight end literally every single week. It's just, I've had probably like four or five different tight ends there. Yeah, and I was reading something. It's definitely the position where there's not a ton of depth from a fantasy perspective. Obviously, Will Disley was a great pickup. I forgot who had him, but he's season-ending injury. Yeah, he died, uh, so. Yeah, so. You know, it's it's always good to get a, a premier tight end, and you got uh, Julie Ertz's husband, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Speaking of which, real quick story on that. So if you see the picture, there's a picture of Zach Ertz and me as the profile picture. Oh, that's you? Yeah. Hell yeah. I didn't realize that. So it's it's my wonderful two-second Photoshop that I did. But here's the issue. I'm like looking <laughs> up. I'm like, how do I get a custom photo onto ESPN? And it's like, oh, you've got to do it from a link. You can't just upload it from your phone or whatever. It's stupid. 
Right. So I'm like, whatever. I, I, look, I Google it two seconds. Somebody's like, oh, just upload it to Imager online, that website. Uh, I'm like, all right, piece of cake. I upload it and I put like for fantasy, you know, leave it totally alone. No tags. I'm not following anybody. Got a brand new account. I right, wake right. up this morning and the, the photo has been downvoted like 30 times. It's got a ton of comments on it. What? Yeah, dude. Apparently, it got it. Those imager people are just scouring online all day long. And uh, yeah, dude, everybody was what did they on say? my bad Photoshop skills. They're like, I can't. Even there were like comments that are like, oh, you guys doing a night of cocaine? And they're like, oh, you still got some cocaine on your nose. And then just a shit ton of down votes, which I, <laughs> I don't know why, man. That, that picture is perfect. I swear that is like the weirdest corner of the internet. Like I group it with people that are on Reddit. I mean, I'm on Reddit, but it's a really weird corner of the internet. Yeah, they're like the 4chan people to me. They're like past the Reddit where they're just right. online all day and they have nothing else. Because my picture, a person with zero follows, zero followers, zero photos posted, zero tags. Shit, dude, that photo got seen like 300 times. Did, did people even know it was Zach Ertz? I have no idea. Didn't They're probably like, like oh, it. look at this noob with a new profile. Let's shit on him. <laughs> Bunch of That's weirdos. That's what it is. If you can't even tell, there's, it's obviously not even my body on it. And like some people are like, what are you guys doing at the beach? I'm like, it's, come on, bro. Yeah, yeah, dude. We're touching each other. Stupid, man. <laughs> um, any kind of thoughts before we get into studs and duds? I know uh, everyone loves your commentary, but I, so I want to give you the opportunity to uh, – See if you had any big thoughts, big ideas for either week seven, the current week we're in, or looking back at week six. Uh, you know how I love my big thoughts, but not too much. <laughs> I, I mean, there were some really good trades in the league. Uh, I like Jake projected to outscore you. I think that's hilarious. I think a couple Stupid. upsets this last week was great. What was it? Matt Dolan just tanking. I know. I mean that Matt was pretty high on on himself starting the the year two and zero. Now what he's lost four straight. Oof. I I think it's hilarious, and you're welcome, League, because that started with me. I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, that's definitely a bad look. I'm feeling really good at four and two. I'm in the top half of the league. Although I my points four is absolutely terrible. I think I'm just getting really good matchups or playing teams at the right time. I mean, I just need to stay out of the the bottom four, but I'm feeling pretty good so far. Yeah, the in the it's funny because in the top two, uh, the points four, I'm sitting at second at six six six, no relation, and mm-hmm. then I think it's Defrani or somebody whoever's in first is sitting at six six nine nine. So I'm a little jealous. I think that number's a little bit cooler. That's definitely a fun uh, fun number combo. And then I'm down at 571. I have 100 points less than the first place guy, but we have the same record. So I'm a little scared. That's okay. What is it? Like you guys, you college people say like C's get degrees. Your score doesn't matter as long as you're passing. That's exactly right. I'm three and one away, which who knows what that means, but that's pretty awesome. Very well done. Super proud. (laughs) Let's get into some studs and duds for week six. What's our format look like this week? We got three and three, five and five. What do you have for me? You know, a little different. So a lot of times we're getting the same studs, and I don't want to just, like, keep riding these guys' dicks every week. That's a great point. I've got one good stud. I got a bunch of duds and a couple shout-outs to some of those duds. So 
that's what we're looking like today. All right. What are we starting with first? We'll we'll give the one stud out there today. Somebody that popped wow. up that Matt DeFranny was genius to pick up. It was Scary Terry himself, 22 points. Wow. Terry McLaren. Isn't that who That's that right. is? Probably the only bright spot on the Washington Redskins. <laughs> I mean, man, I, they're not doing anything, but you're right. Terry Scary McLaren seems to be uh, making his mark on the league. Yeah, he's doing a great job. He looks fantastic. Like, if he went to another team, he would be getting so many more, so many more touches. Like he'd be doing great. Yeah, let's see. He had four receptions last week, two of them for touchdowns, a hundred yards receiving. That's pretty ridiculous. He's got what is that? Five on the season through six games. I mean, he's definitely playing lights out. Um, I, I always feel bad for these young guys that are on a team that like play well but are never going to like kind of live up to the hype because they're on such a crappy team. Like, I just feel yeah. bad for them. It's like, I, I think NFL is a little bit better. NBA is the one that I really feel bad for when you have just like an all-star guy. I mean, like Portland, you get Dame, right. people that are just out of this world, and then you know they're never going to win a championship. That's a great point. Yeah, so I definitely feel for those guys. Um, but Terry is a great uh, stud of the week. And I, I'm kind of liking this new format. Normally we kind of riff off the same guys and I'm honestly getting sick of it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I mean, if they're doing well, that's fine. We don't have to ride that dick, even if it's staying hard every week. Right. I do want to say this is a, a, a stud like B position. Devonte Freeman finally did something unbelievable. I know. I know. I feel so bad for Ito. He should have done more. <laughs> <laughs> he had two no. TDs, uh, 88 yards rushing. Um, Ito Smith, I mean, he, he really could have taken over that backfield the first six weeks, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe DeFonte Freeman's back back in the number one slot, and I'm okay with that, but this is, you know, we're a third of the way through the season, and he's finally shown a little bit of life. Pretty frustrating. Yeah, you need everything you can get, so I'm all for it. <laughs> Let's take a look at uh, the duds of the week. Obviously, this is brought to you by Milk Duds because they get stuck in your teeth and everyone hates them. Uh, who's your first dud of the week? <laughs> all right, we have Tyler Boyd. Really glad Alex played him. He finished with a whopping one point. Wow, slow clap for Tyler Boyd. That is incredible. <laughs> incredible i mean the whole cincinnati team is incredible but tyler boyd really outdid himself this week i saw a bunch of people saying that oh he's gonna be a great sleeper for this week absolutely not three receptions 10 yards for a 3.3 clip uh seven targets so he didn't even catch any of the balls coming in his way i mean carson palmer we've kind of known this forever he had that one phenomenal season or maybe it was a couple seasons but he's just not the same quarterback and then to your point, you know, everyone thought that um, Tyler Boyd would get a lot more touches with A.J. Green kind of sidelined for the first quarter of the season. Uh, it just doesn't hasn't panned out that way. I mean, is there anything you've seen that makes, uh, you know, Alex think, hey, this is someone that I should continue to ride or is this someone he should really get rid of? 
Uh, he's a dropper for sure. It's it's not going anywhere. There's some teams where you just don't draft people anymore, like Kenyon Drake. I, he's a fantastic running back. I, I shouldn't say fantastic. He's a decent running back. <laughs> but playing for Miami, it's just never going to be the same. Right. There's some of these fantasy guys that end up on like a certain team. You're like, whoop, that guy's never going to see like one pass again. Like Danny Amendola, great example. He, he was serviceable in New England, played in the slot, complimented Edelman. Gets to Miami, he's useless. Exactly. And Tyler Boyd's one of those. He's just he's not going to get a lot out there. He's a big stinker with his one point. So, king of the toilet bowl. All right, who's our second dud of week six? Second dud. We're going to inverse that score a little bit and make it negative one point one for Oof. Jake. Oh, Marcus Mariota coming all the way out. This one's for Matt DeFrancisco, really, because everything that comes out of Oregon sucks. <laughs> I I felt bad about this whole Jake thing. Um, I I think it was Brooks who told Jake that his starter uh, was on a buy. He pulled out Jacoby Brissett, uh, picked up Mariota, put him in. He actually got less points than if he had just played Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and brooks should feel horrible how dare you help somebody yeah out like i that. know taking advantage of somebody that probably you know didn't know better it's real messed up real messed up brooks i hope you feel that yeah uh jake we don't feel that way you're doing a great job i'm sorry he told you to put him in yeah it's seriously messed up negative 1.1 though is really terrible <laughs> Yeah, and then you have uh, a Miami person, freaking Tannehill's coming in and named starter now. So that's how bad it is. Let's see. So against this Broncos defense, 7 of 18, 38% completion percentage, 63 yards, two picks. Oh, gosh. Hey, there's nothing nothing that could be said there. I mean, he was having a, a great first kind of four games of the season. Um I'm honestly surprised that they're benching him after just one bad game, although it was really, really bad. Um, I thought he'd have a little bit longer of a leash, but to your point, I mean, he's never really been that great. Uh, I wonder if he's even in um, even in Tennessee next year. I think Vrabel might just get rid of him. Yeah, it's rough. I, I think he, as a human, he's outstanding. Um I was on the whole thing back when Chip Kelly was going to give up the whole team to draft him. I was <laughs> I was rooting for that. Chip You're Kelly already ruined us enough, though, so I'm glad it didn't happen. Dude, speaking of uh, people giving away their entire team, I know this is a little segue, but Jalen Ramsey <laughs> went Jaylen from the Jags Ramsey. to the Rams. Um, the Rams got a Ramsey. And they had to give up two first-round picks for next year and the next year, so 20 and 21, and a fourth-round pick from the 21 draft. Uh, yeah. I mean, any any thoughts on that? That's pretty steep. They're going to – if they don't go to the Super Bowl in the next year or two, they're going to be hating life. They don't have a first-round draft pick for five years. Um, they're going to have to trade to get a first-round draft pick again. <laughs> I mean, that sucks. They've got Gurley, obviously, with the knee issues. Goff, who was just paid a bunch. Brandon Cooks, I mean, he's a great wide receiver, but he's not like, it's not Julio Jones or, Oda, or you know, any of these t- top-tier guys. He's kind of a 
middle of the pack wide receiver one. Uh, they've got a ton of money tied up. Aaron Donald, he's probably worth it, though. I don't know how they're going to resign any of these guys when their contracts come up. Yeah, they like I said, it's it's a Super Bowl in the next year or two, or you're just you're going to be hating life. LA is going to go back. It's going to be looking like Compton just destroyed after this. I mean, as a Niners fan, I absolutely love it. I, I do think it's tough. They're building that brand new, beautiful stadium. Like they're trying to get a bunch of kind of A players there. But uh, man, I, I think uh, I think oh, I'm forgetting the guy's name. All of a sudden, their head coach is really he needs to prove that he's worth it. I, I think they've made a, a bunch of personnel decisions, and I know that's not always his fault. But uh, I think they're in for a tough kind of next couple of years if, if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, like you said. Yeah, Sean McVay, Sean McVay, I think he's a genius, but they're they're making some weird choices just to really force it. Yeah, I, I think they're, they're playing a little desperate, um, which I, I don't know if they thought the Niners would be undefeated. You know, I, I think they're probably trying to be like, oh, crap, we need to, we need to catch up any way we can. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Richard Sherman. He's like, hey, if you said we sucked before the season, you don't get to say we're good now. So I can't compliment the 49ers, but I do think they're doing a great job. <laughs> Who is your uh, third dud of the week? Third dud we have. Oh, actually, this is kind of a, a bulk one. We have all of Matt Dolan's running backs that he started. Oh, no. Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry, and Austin Eckler. All combined for an exact 10 points. Jeez, that is brutal. I mean, we knew Austin Eckler's reign had to end at some point. Um, I don't even know how Melvin Gordon played, but there was just no way he was going to sustain all that success. Derrick Henry, I mean, I personally knew that guy's been trashed for a while. Um, And obviously he's on the Titans, so uh, Mariota wasn't helping him at all. And then I don't know what happened with Mixon, but 10 points out of three backs, that is a tough pull to swallow. Yeah, that is tough, and that leads me to a nice little segue. I have all of the running backs that did under 10 points. So we have Aaron Jones, Peyton Barber. Aaron Jones at 4, Peyton Barber at 2.8, James White at 4.5, Melvin Gordon at 4.8, Damian Williams at 8, Ronald Jones the second at 7, and Breda at 6.3. Wow. If you had one of those guys, you shit the bed. That is brutal. I mean, I will say I really benefited by Aaron Jones uh, only putting up, what, six or eight points. It allowed Jamal Williams to go off, which like I was praying for, and it was a complete toss-up. But uh, that, that laundry list of guys that scored less than 10 points is rough. Uh, normally, running backs are really high-scoring position, and when, it, when they're not performing, uh, it really brings your kind of total score down considerably. Yeah, that's that was a big thing for me in the draft. I I'm worried about that. That's why I kind of I went heavy on the running backs to make sure that wouldn't happen. I think you played it smart. I mean, I went heavy. I just chose idiots. <laughs> I mean, uh... yeah, dude. I I think I think you had a good team. It, it's just funny how you have like one or two guys just every week that ends up being horrible yeah it's it's definitely been a frustrating experience uh but i've got hunter henry tight end for the chargers who i'm pretty pumped about 
Um, I, I grabbed him in the number one waiver spot. Uh, looking back, I probably didn't have to. It didn't seem like anyone else wanted him. But I think some people were after him. Didn't somebody say did, they oh, wanted him? I missed. I may have missed it. Um, any other duds for us, or was that your kind of grand finale? No, that's a that's it. I mean, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven running backs. Or sorry, so so nine running backs. Of, yeah. <laughs> a third of the starting running backs last week. <laughs> that's right. Oh man, uh, looking ahead to week seven, you got any kind of final thoughts or? You, you want any uh, shout-outs? I know you're doing some traveling. Are you going to be watching football the next uh, week or so? I, I'll i get in on Sunday. So we'll be out in Mesquite. Got a couple days. Um, is that, you is know, that really just trying to Mesquite is in Nevada. We got to you know load up on that legal. So we'll be out sure. there enjoying life. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> and then what? I next week I'll be buck hunting. So there's going to be no service. I'll be out in the middle of nowhere. Ah, uh, man, I cannot wait for you to not start someone or not hear about an injury. I'm pumped. I'm I'm only playing guys. I mean, David Johnson's the only one, but I went out of my way to make sure nobody else is questionable. Will Fuller, kind <laughs> of, but he says he's good. Just praying nothing changes, and we should be good. Nice, man. Well, uh, any final words for the, the rest of our teammates, or should I let you go? I think that should be good. I'm looking for a good week. I think this is going to be a big deciding week. So, yeah, I think this is pivotal. Um, Dolan said we're halfway through the season. Looking forward to seeing what happens. As always, appreciate you coming on, Gabe. Hey, thanks for having me. See you, man. See ya. Now, looking ahead at week seven, we've got five matchups. Uh, I'm going to take Green Eggs and Cam over Jake's uh, hashtag SC top 10, even though he's a five point favorite. In our second matchup, I'm going to take Return of the Mac over Injury Report in a squeaker. Our third matchup, I think Ertz Daddy's going to fall from the, the ranks of the kind of tied for first place. He's going to lose to no use for a name. Our fourth matchup, we've got Mahomes where you make it versus Kamara Sutra. I also see this one being really close. We've got two of the elite uh, young quarterbacks in Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. I'm giving the win here to Matt. And in our final matchup, we've got armchair quarterback versus Dirty Bird. Man, I would love to see Tommy take the L here. Um, Matt definitely has the advantage from ESPN's perspective. Tommy's got the potential MVP candidate. I think Tommy's going to win this one. All right, let's see what happens. Next up, we welcome on very, very good kicker, Matt Prater. Uh, he was an undrafted free agent um, out of the University of Central Florida. He holds a number of kicking records in the NFL, uh, both longest field goal at 64 yards, as well as longest field goal for the Lions franchise. Um, he's kind of had a couple of run-ins with the law um, Roger Goodell and the NFL's substance abuse policy, which uh, ended up being the reason he was cut by the Broncos and then signed by the Lions. Um, he also set the NFL records for consecutive field goals of more than 50 yards at 14 and field goals of more than 55 yards at 7. Uh, next up, we'll hear from Jake. 
and his best friend, Matt Prater. Matt Prater is a legend in the kicking world. He only had to do one thing to solidify his name in folklore history, and that was to kick the longest field goal ever in the NFL, a 64-yarder. That's right, eat it, David Akers, Jason Elam, and Seabass. All three of those guys held the record at 63 yards until Matt Money Prater left them in the dust by one yard. To truly understand how one gets to hold such a prestigious record, let's take a look at his past. Prater, like most kickers, go to garbage colleges so they can become heroes when they make it to the big leagues, i.e. Stephen Goskowski. If you don't remember him, we listened to week 8 of the podcast. And if the kicker fails, no one blames him because they went to stupid schools like UCF, like Matt Prater did. Now, it wasn't easy for him to get in the door. Same holds true for anyone that's joined our league. It's a very rigorous process. I still remember when Matt Dolan made me walk down the street with my pants on my ankles to prove that I was serious enough to join the league. Am I right, Tommy Bird? And here I am, seven years later, in last place in the league with my pants still at my ankles. And I'm still in the league. Matt Prater probably feels the same way. He started with the Denver Broncos, where he played seven years. That's some, there is something special in the air there at Mile High Stadium, I'm telling you. Because those three guys I mentioned earlier all made their 63-yard kicks in that stadium. And two of them weren't even part of the Denver Broncos. Before every triumph, there's a struggle. In the case of Matt Money Prater, it was a stripper. That's right. He found himself leaving shotgun willies with a woman who called him Matt P. Ooh la la. And he hit another car while he was trying to pull out. Typical kicker move. Can't even pull out right. That's what she said. Does that include that's what she said? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow, that is really hard. You really think you can go all day long? Well, you always left me satisfied and smiling, so... The Broncos stuck with him, and he delivered a spotlight between the years of terrible quarterbacks until Peyton Manning showed up. Then came another suspension from substance abuse. Matt Dolan knows all about abuse because his team has been getting spanked for four weeks now. Maybe that's why Detroit, the Detroit Lions picked up Prater, because they've been getting abused for the last three decades, and he just fits right in. Matt Money brings so much to an average team. Pat McAfee loves the kicker and made this call on Monday Night Football against the Packers. For a 20. Oh! oh. Touchdown! Let's Wide go! Open. Levine to Alolo! Let's go! Prater with a touchdown pass! Matt Prater has the NFL's longest field goal. He's a man who's a legend. He's kicked long balls, he's kicked game winners, and here in Lambeau in December, gives a cadence with a leg lift like Peyton Manning, no laces, and delivers a dime in the corner of the end zone for a 13, about to be 14-0 lead. And 
Green Bay, Wisconsin. What a beautiful moment for the Bears. Adjust himself, calculate it. Nice short step, like Peyton Manning says on the leadoff, and deliver a dime in the corner of the end zone. And that was magical for the Bears. And guess what? Now he gets to try for the extra point. You've mentioned the Jack Roberts. We got a jack of all trades. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I almost just had a heart attack up here. That was awesome. So Matt Money Prater really can do it all. This week, he faces off against the Minnesota Vikings to bring up the rear of Green Eggs and No Cam's team against my SC Top 10 team. So Vince, let's make it this interesting. If I win, I get to call three random people on your phone and tell them that you suck at fantasy football. If you win, I'll buy you dinner and you can do the same to me. So, to all the kickers out there this week, besides Matt Prater, kick them high, kick them deep, or don't kick them at all. Next up, we welcome on Deshaun Watson's number two wide receiver, a guy out of Notre Dame, uh, drafted in the 2016 NFL Draft. Please welcome on Will Fuller. Enjoy. Will Fuller from the Houston Texans, and he has won the Snickers chain for the week. Uh, he's the fifth recipient, NFL's hungriest players each week. Snickers is giving out that big chain. We actually showed it on our show, but he won it for week five because he had 217 yards and three TDs. Sheesh. Were you in the zone on Sunday? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, but it wasn't just me, though. You know, Deshaun was playing great. Our old line was playing great. So it was a total team effort, but, um, yeah, we got after him. You guys have been on a little bit of a roll here. I think the Texans are going to be one of those teams that will uh, they'll be contending down the stretch. I saw after a game, uh, this was a recent one, I forget who you were playing, but you lost the game, and Deshaun goes back on the field and just practices by himself uh, hours after the game is over. Did, was there anybody out there with him that he was throwing passes to? Did you see that? I saw a picture of him out there. I think he was out there with his, with his uh, quarterback coach. But... um. No, I think he did, he just did that on his own. I think he was just trying to get locked in and get ready for the for the next week. So um I mean that's crazy to see that. Yeah, he's uh his his uh post-game press conferences have have been awesome as well where he breaks down everything. Do you think is there any point where uh he's maybe given away too much? Have you guys had that conversation in the huddle like, "Hey Deshaun, maybe Maybe don't give away our entire game plan and break down everything so that uh, people get smart. I mean, I know you guys have – who do you have next week? Oh, you have the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah Andy Reid's yeah. probably listening to that press conference at a steakhouse right now, and he's got all the information he needs to, to beat you guys on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, um, Deshaun's a real smart quarterback, so I'm, I'm sure he can adapt to any, anything anybody throws at him. But um, we, we do a good job changing things up, so um, – We'll, we'll have fun. We'll, we'll, I mean, it's going to be a fun game uh, against Kansas City. Uh, who's got better hands, you or Nuke? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Definitely my boy, Nuke, man. I mean, there ain't nobody ain't nobody in the game. I don't think anybody in history got better hands than Nuke. I mean, he only only receiver ever to, to not have any drops in, in one season with 115 catches. That's pretty crazy. crazy. That's that is insane. Nuts. Do you ever secretly get jealous that you don't have a, a cool nickname like Nuke? <laughs> 
No, 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 man. I mean, I, I, I appreciate my my brother, man. I, I love Hop. I mean, uh, but uh, no, I, I don't get jealous of Hop at all. <laughs> Uh, so we're friends with J.J. Watt. We've had him on our show a couple times. We have a long history with him. Um, has he done anything lame recently? Has J.J. done anything lame? <laughs> <laughs> it's all oh, in good man. fun. But, uh, yeah, he probably has. Not, not that I can speak of. Not that I can speak of. <laughs> okay, good. Did you take good. A, That's good to I'll, know. I'll rephrase the question. Uh, did you take away Oxcord privileges from J.J. in the locker room after he played too much Fort Minor? Oh, no, J.J. can play whatever you want in the locker room. This is J.J. locker room. Yeah. Well, listen, we think that J.J. turned a corner a couple of years ago, maybe small part because of us, but he has seemed um, a, a little more relatable, a little more human, and we're fans of his, and we're, we're friends with him now, so we're happy he's doing well. Um, I want to personally thank you, and this is going to be a little bit of a back, backhanded compliment, but I want to thank you because last year I said that if the Houston Texans win the Super Bowl, I'm going to cut off the tip of my pinky. So thank you for not winning the Super Bowl. I don't have the same bet this year, so you're free to go ahead and win the Super Bowl this year. Oh yeah, I wouldn't want to cut off my pinky, but yeah, we definitely, we definitely gonna, you know, continue to do what we're doing and just try to stay on a on a on a on a, on a good track and uh, just you know see where things take us. Mm -hmm. Is there any difference for you this year playing receiver uh, now that you have like a fully healthy hundred percent? Uh, quarterback that's that's able to scramble around the pocket maybe a little bit better than he was last year so you know the plays get extended things like that have you noticed anything that's changed about your game to adapt to a healthier quarterback the years i've been playing with Deshaun, i mean he he's been healthy for the most part um it, it's really been me so um i mean like you were saying when he's scrambling it, it opens up a lot of things for us and um you know it helps the offensive line helps the receivers you know gives us more time to get open and things like that so uh, it's just it's just fun with him back there and uh, him being able to, to scramble and keep the plays alive um, adds a whole nother dimension to our offense. Really, you 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 ran a four point three two at the combine. That's really fast. I just want to say that was really fast, and I wanted to get your thoughts on what it feels like to be fast. To be honest, you know, I didn't get my speed into college, and you know, people don't really believe me when when I say that. But um, if you go back and look at my high school tapes, you know, I got hawked a, a bunch of times, but um. I mean, it feels good. It makes uh makes being a receiver you know a lot easier when you have speed. So um just try to take, try to use that to my advantage and uh you know keep the defense on their heels. All right. So speaking of college, my last question. We're talking to Will Fuller. He won the Snickers chain this week for being the hungriest players. They're giving out every single week. Uh, is Notre Dame back? Oh man, Notre Dame never Notre Dame never went anywhere. You know? uh... I Four and eight. I playing for him. We, we ain't really go nowhere. You were when, when did they go four and eight? About two years ago. You weren't on the four and eight team, were you? No, no, I wasn't on the four and eight team. Mm, okay, but yeah, that yeah, was I'm, yeah. We look good. I mean, uh, we we went to Georgia, uh, played a real good game in Georgia. You know, tough loss, no no moral victories, but I think that just showed the uh, the world that we that we uh, real contenders and we could play with anybody. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you okay. think you get faster in college because they grow the grass out so much at Notre Dame to slow down the better athletes that go there? <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. I mean, like, no, it's, it's like resistance training. Well, it's, like it's running it's with a parachute now. It's turf we got now. turf now, too. Yeah. So. I'm going to choose to ignore that. Yeah, My point been, still it stands. It's been turf for a while. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you grow out the turf? What was that? Do you grow out the turf? Do you Have you figured out a way to grow out the turf to cheat? Oh, man. Notre Dame, we, we we legit, man. We don't need to cheat. Oh, you actually – so the the 4-8 and eight season was after you left. So it's actually – it was because there was such a hole with Will Fuller leaving for the pros. 
I want to say just me. We had a real good team my, my last year. We lost a lot of guys, so um, there was, was a lot of things that they went into that. But like you said, we back now and we're playing good now. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much, Will. We appreciate you stopping by. Do you have another question? I was just going to say, I hope you score a lot of points this weekend because this is America is going to be hoping for tons of points out of that game. Oh, yeah. With our pocketbooks. And also, how many how many people came up to you after the game? They're like, hey, Will, thanks for, for winning my fantasy week. <laughs> a lot of people have said that. And a lot of people said they had me bench. So, uh, oh, <laughs> don't bench Will. That's that's fucked up. You can't bench Will. <laughs> God. All right. Well, Will, thank you so much. Say hello to JJ Watt for us, will you? I got you. Got you. Appreciate All right. Y'all. Appreciate thank it. Thanks, man. man. That interview with Will Fuller <laughs> was brought to you by Fig. Chargers. Thanks. Hey, we want to make him wait for the... Well, I'm it's on the a roll. I didn't say who it was. It's, it's very obviously Bolt Man and the Chargers, Bolt Up. Uh, that interview was brought to we'll you by Figs. We'll give him the last Figs. one at the end. Figs is a great, great company. I think there's something all of us can agree on here. That's nurses, doctors, dentists. People who work in medicine and healthcare are all pretty awesome. And all of us can think of a time when a medical professional helped us or a family member. When I broke my foot and almost died, when Big Cat got bit by a dog and almost died, if it wasn't for these outstanding people,